Welcome to Ladies in the Lead, and I'm your host, Joan Garner. And here we are, over halfway through, with another great episode. And I can't wait for you to meet our guest this week, Miss Cassidy Moore. Cassidy was born and raised in Lisbon, Iowa, grew up in Jones County, and showed a lot of really outstanding cattle. Um, she also dipped her fingers once in a pen of three for lambs and a little bit maybe with a pig or two just helping out. But I love how her career was really family-oriented, and I think you'll hear in her story how much pride she had in what their family was able to accomplish. The story doesn't end there, though, because Cassidy has taken the last eight to ten years and become a volunteer. And I love how that has put her in a position to truly be a lady in the lead. Many of you may know her from the Iowa State Fair and the Beef Superintendent's Office. Some of you may not, but she has definitely taken on a role there as the Assistant Superintendent. And I can't wait to see what she does for the next 10 to 15 years in that role. I know the State Fair has big changes coming and she's right there at the beginning of the process and is open to new ideas and is willing to express those and hear those. So if you got ideas, pass them back to us. We'll be happy to share it along. I can't thank you all enough for being a part of the community, for loving and lifting up these women, and continuing to support what Ladies in the Lead is all about. You guys, I hope you have a great week. Let me introduce to you this week's lady, Miss Cassidy Moore. welcome you. This is, of course, this is Ladies in the Lead, and I'm your host, Joan Carter, but I'm with Miss Cassidy Moore. Welcome. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you for having me. I'm You're excited. You're so welcome. Oh my gosh. You, are, I have watched you grow up, of course, Jones County native. Yep. Grew up in Jones County, um, showing cattle. Did you guys, and pigs? I didn't show pigs. Jamie and got the opportunity show to show the pigs. Yeah. Um, but I will say... When you have friends who yeah. show other species, I did have, like, an opportunity to help show, like, a pen of three lambs Ooh. when the county fair had them, because they don't have them No, anymore. now they just have pairs. They don't have pen of threes. Yeah, so You're we, aging yourself a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Um, so I did help one time show lamb, um, and that was fun. And I think once or Wait, twice. Wait, did you brace? Did you learn how to brace? I did. Okay. I got, like, a five-minute quick lesson, and I was like, let's go. Got it. Got it. Use the thighs. <laughs> yep. Keep the head up. Push yep, into Push them. Them. Yeah. <laughs> so that was so you had one which we won the pen of three well congrats so i think one and done you're like undefeated yeah i'm like i better not do it again (laughs) (laughs) wasn't that nice of you i'm out yeah i gotta keep my record intact i know so tell us for those who don't know you Mm -hmm. tell me about like your family where you grew up i mean i know you so go ahead and give us all the good juicy details yeah so born and raised um always in iowa um i should start with my grandparents probably uh and marcella coney they've been around they grew up started kind of in springville uh-huh. um iowa and their kids showed cattle because mm-hmm. we never hear the end of that um <laughs> we and, love you grandma grandpa yes, yes so we always hear about their kids showing yeah. um so then my grandparents had darwin coatney who's known, world renowned yeah, yes he's known everywhere um then diane cook uh-huh. um and then my mom yeah. uh danette moore yeah and so all of them did their showing at Jones County, had success, um, mm-hmm. 
in multiple places. Um, Darwin's, uh, when he married Ka- married Karen, uh, Karen's kids then also yeah. showed cattle. Um, and Sean and Amy had success too showing. Yeah. So it's always been in our family right. to be showing cattle. Because um, then Sean and Dixie's kids, Stage and Charlie, they show um, mm-hmm. when they first started in 4-H. And then I think they kind of fell out of it yeah. for the most part. Um, but then with my mom and dad, my dad had never had any like yeah. prior knowledge. Um, and so my mom kind of was like, well, hey, let's, you know, let's give them a try. And yeah. I think my grandparents kind of like pushed it like, yeah, we, we need the kids to try it. Yeah. So we started our first year. Well, actually, our very first year with Trevor, mm-hmm. um, we didn't have the facilities yet. Mm-hmm. So his first 4-H project was a fire pit. That he built. <laughs> so he didn't even get to take cattle his first year. He built a fire pit. Yeah, That's he, so he built a good. fire pit because uh, we were building that. our house at the time. Does he still build good fire pits? Uh, he builds a lot of stuff. Um, he's very talented. See, it's those first year projects that do make a difference. Very I, talented. I still this day cook like like crazy person. So there you go. Yeah. So he built a fire pit. Yeah. You didn't have any facility because you were building a new house. You guys mm-hmm. were moving. You bought an acreage. Yep. Yep. Um, well, the acreage was actually my great grandma's, oh, so okay. it was part of a pasture, yeah. and her wish was always for somebody to build on it. Yeah. Um, so that's what we did: is we had to refence off the pasture, obviously, and then did yeah. the building work with it. Uh, so finally, once we got our barn, um, Trevor's first year, I think he just took two heifers, or no, he had a crazy steer. His <laughs> name was Billy, and he was. Just crazy. Gotta and then, yes, yes, he had a heifer named Fluffy. Oh, um, and a heifer named Fluffy. Wait, next time I see him, I can't wait to see him. That's not Fluffy. Yes. Well, yes. So Fluffy was his first one. Yeah. Um, How much older is Trevor than you? Two years. Two years. So yep. you guys kind of really grew up through the barns mm-hmm. together. Yeah. yeah. And Jamie's a lot younger. He's seven years, is it seven years younger than me? Yeah. So he, he just graduated last spring. Yeah. Yeah. So seven years. Yeah. So then when you started showing... You were already seasoned family because Trevor jumped right in. Well, you would have been his second year. You would have been your first year. Right. But it would have been still Trevor's like first year kind of showing, which I got to watch him do his first year and then I picked up. Um, So I would say like my first few years and probably Trevor's too, like we're rocky. You know, we were trying to figure things out, um, learning as we go and yeah. You know, it was kind of interesting. I mean, I was, because your mom was obviously the experienced person mm-hmm. in the family and as far as, you know, having shown cattle and, and being a leader for that. And your dad had no experience in right. that. So that was my role. Like, I had that same experience. I wanted to, you know, to lead us through that and mm-hmm. show that. How did your dad, how do you see your dad joining in and coming on board with that? Was your mom always, like, kind of, okay, let's go, let's go to the barn? Or was your dad and kind of together on it? Um... I don't actually think my mom or my dad really was, like, pushing us to go to the barn um, to really yeah. do stuff. Um, I think it was more of they were like, hey, you have this responsibility, you know, that you decided to do. Like, you need to yeah. do well, that. And your mom grew up very competitive. I yes. Mean, and so it wasn't, I mean, she grew up every day rinsing and in front of the fans. Yeah, and, and I think Darwin, for, too, to, yeah. like, gave a lot of input when we were first starting out yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was really just a full family dynamic between, you know, and, and Dad always helped with, like, electrical stuff in the barn. Or yeah. If we needed anything, like, how would we do it? And he'd help, you know, Get draft it, it yeah. up for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there yes. was a lot of different components yeah. with Darwin, my mom, my dad, Trevor. Yeah. 
just um, the family legacy yeah. as a whole, yeah, was carrying through, which is really cool. Well, I mean, and you guys, I mean, found a passion for it. I oh, mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Trevor ends up winning the state fair. Mm-hmm. His, what year was it? 2012. His 2012. Oh, my yeah. gosh, that's 2012. That was 10 years ago. Yeah, already? I know. <laughs> and I know that that happens to him in name, but that happened to your family. I mean, Darwin's kids, Sean, had won the state yep. fair. Mm-hmm. And so for Trevor to do that, I know that was huge. Because I think Sean was nineteen ninety. Eight or ninety seven, yeah. I think, was Sean. Yeah, and to come back like twelve years later, and but... showing has changed so much yeah. since my mom and Darwin's oh, and yeah. Sean's era. Yeah. So I mean, there's still a lot of new things to be learning yeah. um, as we went on that year. Uh, but Trevor's story is actually really, I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, personally, just because that he had two steers that year, mm-hmm. and his what you know sometimes you always classify him as your better one right yeah uh so his better one uh kind of went crippled really early and so he went to the market and he was frustrated i mean yeah. i don't know who wouldn't be right you saw um, your best shows here go yeah to yeah out the and we you know darwin pretty much told him like just put all your efforts into this steer like yeah. you have nothing to lose now at this point and so we did you know he's working with him and stuff all day in and day out and i was sharing the barn with him too and um, so there'd be times, you know, where we'd have to, like, I'd get him in in the morning, even though he never admits it, except the other day he did finally <laughs> say, like, I did help him once in a while, put him in the barn for him. He's <laughs> like, wow, thanks, Trevor. Thanks. It's been 10 years. Just get going it's, with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he works his butt off. Um, I mean, consistently and I think he's just been like the driving role model for both myself and for Jamie and mm-hmm. um to see how hard he's worked by himself like mom and dad don't ever really go down to the barn and yeah. help with the cattle mm-hmm. um it's you guys- strictly us kids that are yeah. doing it on our own so to see him work a ton into this steer and then he gets to fair and you know, it was it was going to be what it was going to be. And his weight was just, like, perfect. That he was right there with all the big dogs. And mm-hmm. we were like, well, it's gonna be better you. luck next year. You know? Because <laughs> uh, we just thought we were at least going to be, like, fifth. Because yeah. I don't... There was Ferguson, Jorgensen's. I mean, just tons of names. Those legacy names. Yes. That yeah. were in his class. And immediately, as the judge started walking, Jimmy Williams was the judge. Um... They started walking him, and he immediately pulled Trevor, like, immediately as they were walking. And I was like, oh, my God, did he just get last? Yeah, because you don't know sometimes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, I didn't think we'd be that bad, you know? <laughs> but then he went to the first hole, and I was like, oh, my, wait. Like, my heart dropped, and it was racing, and I was kind of looking around, like... Did he just pull him in the first? Yeah. Is this real? Um, and so he talked... After, when he got the mic to start talking, that's what, like, when I knew... He won the class, and it just, I was like, oh, my gosh. And we came to division, and at this point, I was like, okay, that was luck. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't know about division two. Like, that's your heat right. class. And then, sure enough, like, Jimmy's like, nope, I really like this steer. And so he got division two, and I'm just, like, now probably like pale in the face. face you know, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's like division two is how is this, this thing? happening? Yes. You know, Um so he changed jeans. He like, cause 
in his class in the division, you know, his jeans are all dirty on his knees and everything because he fits himself yeah. too, you know, because he does the work from yeah. start to finish. Um, so he changed jeans, you know, c- cleaned up a little bit. Um, and then he went back in, you know, for the final drive and we were all just sitting there, you know, at this point we were like, this is a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. We truly did not think that this was ever going to happen in a million years. Um, and Trevor and I even made a joke when we were at the state fair, when we were looking at the trailers, like, oh, what if you got to bring a trailer home? You know, that'd yeah. be so funny. And then, yeah, he wins. The judge, you know, slaps him. And I just remember like our family just bawling. Like most families probably are screaming, screaming. with joy and we're just like bawling. Like how, how did this happen? Right. Um, but I can honestly say, I don't think there's a more deserving. I know there's tons of kids out there, um, and I don't know right. all the work ethic that goes in behind their barns, but Trevor was truly one of the deserving kids to that win year. that because start to finish, he did it all on his own. Mm-hmm. And I think that just says a lot yeah. for him. Well, he didn't do it all by himself. I mean, you know he did. I mean, he had to get the right steer. I mean, he did all the work, but you know, I mean, it takes a village. To, oh, it we does. Know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a cool moment. I yeah. mean, and for you guys to be there and to share that with him and to have that story, mm-hmm. that's so cool. And you, I mean, you were very successful throughout your entire career, too. Just, you know, having great steers, great animals to take in and out of the ring. It's hard to follow that up, though, isn't it? Like, to when you win the state it, fair, and it's like, oh, it okay, is. then you want to try to repeat. How do you keep, like, how do you not, A, get disappointed each year? Like, if you're going out there and you do get fifth, or how do you do, like, kind of just... Keep going. You know what I mean? That's kind of one of those things. So thankfully, my following year um, to Trevor's year, I had, it just like inspired me. I was like, okay, I'm going to work so much harder than what I normally have been. Um, And so I had a steer called Bentley was his name. He was my favorite. And I worked my tail off with him. Mm -hmm. And he did. He looked really good. Um, I don't remember how he did at State Fair. Um. I think he competed well, like top of his class more so, but, um, we took him to Exarbon and that was one where I stood like side by side with Veda Vicklin and the judge was like really contemplating between the two. And I was like, wow, wow. Like (laughs) I didn't think I would actually be ever in that spot, you know, um, we didn't get picked or anything, but it was just that moment of knowing that like my hard work really was paying off. Um, and being recognized. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, standing next to Vicklin. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have a pretty good, strong legacy. So uh, that's yeah, no kind kidding. of fun. <laughs> we stalled with them one time at Exarbin. Like we were, you know, how they mix up the states mm-hmm. and stuff. And so I don't know, it just our county got put like really close to like them and stuff. I was like, this is awesome. I know. It's it's so crazy it's so when crazy. you get put by some of those legacy families yes. that you're just like, and like then you realize, you realize that well, then you realize they, they have some not so glamorous moments as well, <laughs> as you know. We all do. Yes, we all do. Yeah. I know. You know, it's so fun. Well, I'm glad. And and now with Jamie and just wrapping up his yep. show career, it's kind of coming around like you're kind of winding up and thinking now what's next? Is Jamie in an FFA so you'll still no, be No. None of us went FFA. Okay. And I think some of that for a while was, like, being in Lisbon, we never had, like, a true FFA program. And I just don't think we really wanted to, like, travel. To go find one. Because it was either going to have to be, like, all the way to North Cedar or Anamosa Mm -hmm. or somewhere. And it just wasn't going to work out that well for us. So, 
Um, yeah, we didn't do the FFA program, um, which is a bummer, but yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Um, it is, yeah. It, it, I mean, it, we never did. I never did mm-hmm. either. I mean, we ended in 4-H and then, uh, you know, it just the way it was back mm-hmm. then. We just didn't do that. I don't know. So the, the season's wrapping up, but I love how you have, like when you wrapped up your show career... I go to the Jones County Fair. You're right there in the ring. You're mm-hmm. the one helping. You're the one, sh- you know, like setting up. I don't know if you're the beef superintendent or if Lowell is or whoever's at the county level. I see you everywhere. And yeah. then I see you at the state <laughs> fair. And you're, uh, you know, you're right there in it. Tell me about how you got involved at your county level and then also at the state level. So if somebody's interested in, like, taking that on, how would they do that? So when I was still showing, um, I actually... I've always had an interest in volunteer. Uh, I think that's just part of who I am. Mm -hmm. And I started helping once in a while in the hog show because obviously showing cattle, like couldn't help in the beef show. Um, So I'd help in the hog show once in a while. Uh, And then finally when I got out of 4-H and I was done, um, I was asked to come back for the beef show and help. And I was like, absolutely. Um, And that kind of just stuck um, that I then would do hog show Thursday, cattle show Friday. Uh, and I probably did that for, I think I figured it last year was probably my ninth year. Wow. Um, working the beef show, um, uh-huh. for Jones County fair. And it's just one of those things that I've, I just always enjoy going back to your County fair, like where it all started mm-hmm. and seeing the kids as they grow up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and watch them progress in their showing Yeah, nine careers. years. You've hit first year to senior year. Yeah, like You've seen those nine years in there. Yeah, and yeah. I always love, like, giving a couple, like, showmanship tips because that was always, like, one of the things I loved mm-hmm. to do was showmanship. Um, so once in a while, like, I'll give some kids some pointers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, so then from county fair, since I had been consistently helping out all the time, and even when it got to weigh-ins, mm-hmm. I think weigh-ins my helping there kind of just, they needed an extra hand at first, and then that kind of just <laughs> stuck. Cassie, you're in, yeah. yeah. Go catch or do an eye retinal scan or something, yeah. Yeah, but I actually don't hold any position at County oh, Fair. Oh, really? I don't. and Just super volunteer? Like yeah. That. yeah, well, part of that is because I I wanted to wait until Jamin was done. That's Just true. because... Was, no competition. I wanted to be right. that, and I'm a sister first, yeah. so that way I didn't have any ties if I needed to go help him for anything. Yeah. Um, but now that he is out, I would totally be open to it, and yeah. we've had some discussions about it. Yeah. Um, I just don't know what what it would be yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but then State Fair, I obviously with Lowell having yeah. ties to State Fair, he had asked. Oh, years ago, if I would help in the ring, they needed more ringmen um, at State Fair, of course. You yeah. Know? So I think I did ring for four or five years. And then they started the text message notification system. Mm-hmm. And they needed someone young, knowing how to operate <laughs> technology, right? Uh, yes. So they asked if I would take control of that. Um, so I switched from ringmen to the texting. So... Anytime anyone would receive a text, it was from me. Wow. <laughs> okay, well, so that's good. Good. Yes. Um, we do love that texting system. Yes. Nobody should be missing class now. We should be getting texts. Yes. Yes, it, it does help. Um, so I probably did that, I think, for four years. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until... Last year, there was discussions about it, but it wasn't until truly this year that... I was asked to step up for the beef assistant superintendent position, Mm -hmm. Um, which is something like I thought 
could have been coming, mm-hmm. you know, and thinking about it. And I, it just seemed natural for me to go ahead yeah. and step, step up and do that. And I think it's really good that we do have somebody younger starting to come in mm-hmm. to some of those roles, um, especially with everything changing, too. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I, it's just like you just start at a really young age mm-hmm. not knowing that it's going to progress into anything. Yeah. And then 10 years later, like, here you are. Here I am now. Yeah. And I also really help consistently, I don't know what year this is, but the Down for the Cause show at Kirkwood. Um, I've been a ringman. Is it five years maybe now? Been quite a while. It's four or five, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really grown and it's changed. Mm -hmm. Like from the first year, the concept of that is so cool. Like to have breeders and, you know, people donate to specific breeds and. Have that prize money. And the awards that the yeah. kids win is... And the pr- everybody, like, yeah. Great. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's such that's a coming up. Show. So if anybody wants to go, that's a Kirkwood Yeah, November 26th, or 25th, 26th, 27th. At yep. Kirkwood and Cedar Rapids, of course. Mm-hmm. I know. So the podcast I always start, I don't know if you've listened to an episode or not, but anybody I interview, I ask them, the, the podcast, The Ladies in the Lead, She Stock Shows. Mm-hmm. So if I said, Cassidy, you stock show, what would that mean to you? How would you explain that? I think it's just... A different type of opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think one that's really family oriented, mm-hmm. at least from my like experience and everything. I mean, it, it's a very family oriented sport, if you yeah. want to call it, where not everything is like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just one of those things that not everybody gets to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of opportunities that can come from it in many different directions, mm-hmm. whether it's than a career in ag um, with the feed um, markets or the photography. There's so many different livestock photography. Um, You know, just the volunteer positions, obviously. Uh, There's just, or judging. I mean, so many different opportunities that I think can come from it. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's one of those special opportunities or hobbies as a family. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I know. We I, I mean, that's the one thing we all love, isn't it? Is that networking and having those memories together mm-hmm. and being together. Like you were with Trevor in the barn, and you've been with Jamie in the barn, and then you guys are in the truck at Kansas City together. And it's a that it is a special time. Like, mm-hmm. and you earn those things together. You know, maybe the oh, yeah. grand champion title or whatever. I know. When you were, um, you know, going through the years, who would you say was your biggest mentor? Oh, Trevor, mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. Um, I mean. I was with him in the barn all the time, mornings and nights, you know, sometimes not all the time as much as he is, you know, and I'm not afraid to admit that, (laughs) Um, but just watching his work ethic, like through everything and how much he put priority on working with his cattle or watching, you know, the feedings while still maintaining sports and school Mm -hmm. and everything like that. I mean, and he would give me direction a lot Mm -hmm. uh, in the cattle part, so it was hands down easily him and I and I think Jamian too like watching him evolve because I only got to share a barn with Jamian for like a year uh-huh. but I think he's probably some of the reason as to why I want to continue to volunteer mm-hmm. is like seeing the youth grow up and doing this mm-hmm. like it, it feels like I, I have a purpose of like going back and helping and volunteering mm-hmm. and continuing some of these programs for a lot of these kids. Yeah, because um, somebody did it for you. And when yeah. we were in it, we probably took it for granted. Like, because when you're 8, 9, 10, you, 
really just have no awareness, you oh, yeah, know, no. like all, <laughs> all that's happening. And you're just like, I just really want to keep my show stick down. That's all yes. you're thinking, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So it's cool. Like that you can see and give back that way. Mm-hmm. I know. So now looking back, let's say, you know, now you're looking at yourself and you're nine, eight, nine, ten. What advice would you give yourself from now to back then? What would you say? I'd honestly probably tell myself to work harder. Because I think a lot of the times I, it was never, 4-H and like my cattle was never sometimes my priority mm-hmm. at times. Um, and I think some some of that was I was really focused in sports. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your sports you played? All of them. So you did summer <laughs> Volleyball, soft- basketball, softball? track, softball. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in like all the clubs yeah. in high school. Um, so I was very busy. And mm-hmm. I think for me, I just got burnt out quickly um on sports side you mean or on the the cattle cattle. just like trying to maintain it all yeah I think it just burnt me out as a kid Mm -hmm. that that's why sometimes my priority wasn't on cattle Mm -hmm. but I think looking back like it's such a a place of like when you're in the barn by yourself like Mm -hmm. it's just peace you know you don't think about anything it's just so peaceful and I think the reward like I knowing I don't think I would have ever won the state fair like I just there's no way um but I think if I would have worked harder Mm -hmm. like on my cattle and stuff like that then you know maybe some of my outcomes would have been different but at the end of the day like I don't I still don't remember what some of the placings were that I got with some of my cattle you know I I more so look at it of like the memories that I've made and the friendships I've made and stuff like that so I don't know I mean that probably would have been yeah, what I told myself, but at the end of the day, and you, you know, were working hard. At, you were working hard in sports, and you were trying to do it, and it's trying yeah. to find a balance. I think it's, as a kid, I mean, it's it's hard. It is. It's, it's really very hard. hard. Some people say you can't do sports and caps. Oh, I can I can understand why. Some say you can't do sports and stock show. And I think that's where family is extremely important. Yeah, because that helps you be able to try both if mm-hmm. you want to. Yeah, because it does take. I mean. If you're going to be in softball, you're playing games all night, you know, mm-hmm. in the summertime when you got to go home to the barn and you got to let the steer out, you got to rinse, you got to do all yeah. those things. And if somebody's home, maybe your dad or Trevor's at home, I don't know. We've even out. had our grandparents like, hey, can you go do chores, like let the calves out and yeah. feed them and stuff. So, I mean, it yeah, it takes a village when you want to also try and do other things mm-hmm. um, is to make sure you have, you know, that family aspect around. Yeah. So now you're involved really at the state level with the, you know, the beef superintendent assistant position. Mm-hmm. That's a very long title. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a, does that go on the name tag? So let's project out in 10 years. Yep. Are we going for the superintendency? Would you like to have that? Is that a goal? To take over eventually? I mean, not kicking Lowell out by any means, but you know, like moving towards that is that something so yeah or would you rather go up to like the next level you went from county to state now would you look at maybe more of a national level so i think for if like 10 years out um because bruce right now bruce jones is the the superintendent and then both lowell and i are assistant superintendents Mm -hmm. um and i think i think it was this year bruce just celebrated 28 years if i'm wrong as the superintendent. He's such a face. Like, you see him. It he just is. brings comfort to the... Like, you just it, know that the chaos is just going to settle. Like, it really does. Yeah, yeah. But I think if you, like, look at it... I mean, at, at some point, like, I would kind of think superintendent would probably be the next role. Mm-hmm. But would I be superintendent for 28 years like Bruce? I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that comes with 
what's happening in my personal life as yeah. well, you know, to make sure it still makes sense. Um, because I really enjoy just like the true volunteer aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think going above into the extension, I mean, that would be more of a full-time job. Yeah. So I don't know. I think at some point probably going superintendent would be my next move. Yeah. But I'm almost so looking at when we do, yeah, you know, start needing new faces as well. Like who? Yeah, because in ten I'd be years, of interest to bring in as well. So yeah. it's fun, and I always enjoy like asking, you know, other kids uh, or young adults, I should say now. Um, you know, do you want to work ring? Yeah, you know, to try That's and like promote get- getting some of them in because they're done showing, but maybe there's still like that part of them, you know, that wants to continue to help. Um, because you always need ring help. I mean, always. always. <laughs> <laughs> so. You always do. And I think it is a great first step to teaching people how to give back. And so many do want to. They just don't know how. I know. I mean, it's, a, I think, a really big part of, and, and you being female and being in that role, mm-hmm. where traditionally the superintendency's roles have been very male oriented or you know yeah. kind of that role and we I mean we're honest let's just be honest traditionally agricultural tends to be more male mm-hmm. role leaders it's nice to see someone of your age in a female body coming up and through that what's been one of the toughest challenges about it you know is it just neutrality is it hearing people fuss a little is it I just think... keeping it all organized is it so you... since this was my first year truly in the position mm-hmm. I think I ran across a lot of one some people don't know who I am and that's totally fine you know yeah. introduce myself tell them a little bit about myself and stuff but they look at me one sometimes not only just as a female uh-huh. but a young female right and so when I'm talking to some of these parents about you know, some of the decisions that are having to be made, they don't see me quite yet as in that authoritative Mm -hmm. figure and the one who is able to make those decisions because I am, you know? Right, yeah. Um, And so I think that's probably going to be a struggle for a couple years Uh is just to have the same probably respect in a sense that Lowell and Bruce do. Mm -hmm. Because you look at Bruce and Lowell and you're like, okay, those are the people I need to go talk to. Right. And so... like, just so far, I like, I'm just not quite there. Yeah. And I think that's good that I have Bruce and Lowell oh, yeah. to bounce with um, and, you know, talk and make decisions. But, you know, the newbie comes in and, and like, who are you? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're oh, trying yeah. to work your way through it. So, yeah, I think as you age through it. Well, would- and, and no parent wants to hear from, you know, a young adult that... You know, maybe you're disqualified or that the stall can't stay there. Yeah, something that you don't want to hear. Like, and I I totally understand that. At least, like, going into some of those hard conversations with these parents, like, I'm already aware of that, you know? So um, I just do my best to navigate that. And at the same time, you know, it. It's a volunteer position, right? So, <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> let's just put that out there. It is a volunteer so, position. I I'm love not- when sometimes people always are like, you know, if they think they can do it better, you know, they should volunteer Jump their in, time as well. Right. So, you know, I can, I can understand. Yeah, I, I can understand that both. <laughs> what do you do for your full time job? I actually work for Aegon Asset Management. Um, I work procurement and vendor management. Um, so I deal a lot with are in a simplified terms um our internal business folks if they ever want to buy something i help look in the market um to procure it buy Mm. it 
uh, and then I work with our legal department uh, in writing those contracts. Um, and then from an outside with the invoicing uh, and our AP system and stuff like that. So that's what keeps me busy. But I work from home still. So You do? Did that I start do. in 2020? We've always had the option, oh, but it was nice. obviously full-time from yeah. home since then, <laughs> which has been like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yep, stay at home. Yep. Stay at home. Stay at home. <laughs> so tell me this. Do you have any cows or anything like that yet? Or did you like just always show steers? Any heifers that you guys kept back? We mainly showed steers. Yeah. That's been... Your thing. I know our, it has... Yeah. yeah. Um, I did show a couple heifers. One of the heifers I showed was actually one of Fluffy's... Trevor's first heifer's calves. Um, her name fluffy. Was, she just yes. came through. Good her job. Her name was Bling. Um, and <laughs> her so, name was Bling. Yeah. And then I even took her as a cow-calf pair. Nice. Um, to the county fair one year. Um, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Okay, it's not fun breaking the calves. Let's just put that out there. Like... Oh, it seems like okay, okay. this is a whole that's a whole nother because topic. Here's the, thing, here's the thing with cow calf pairs. Unless you're like right there on top of it. Usually in your barn you have heifers and steers, and then mm-hmm. it's like getting four weeks before the or like you know, the calf is in the field and it's the pasture, and you, you want to get the cow in, you gotta get her grained, and then you gotta get the calf broke, and then it's like and I would say for our like we just did the cow calf like one year, I think, and it yeah. was just like fluffy and bling. Um and it was just kind of a fun thing yeah. where we like we had the heifer, we had the, her own calf, so let's take her because she was ours, you know. Um, anyway, it was fun. We didn't put much effort into it, I'll be <laughs> honest. I mean, she, Fluffy was always tame, so she kind of just, like, came out of the pasture right. a week or two, bathed her a couple times, and that was that. Yeah, it was that. <laughs> and they're always so loose. I'm always like... But all of our heifers... I mean, have been really tame, like, in the pastures. Good. Except for one. We've only had one, which I showed from my aunt and uncle, Diane Rusty. Um, it was one of their heifers for fun. Um, she was just, she was naughty. <laughs> she was very naughty. Don't you? Oh, yeah. Those but the breaking, I always told Jamian he's so lucky because... Yeah. When Trevor and I would get cattle, that was one of the hardest things in the beginning was breaking uh-huh. all the steers. And you'd go through hours and hours of trying with these cattle. And it seemed like every single year, Jamian, like when he got his, they were tame off the bat. Like, <laughs> That's so ready to show. Wonderful. And I was like, you have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. No, you don't. You have no idea. Do you ever have a kicker? The kickers are the worst. Oh, yeah. Or the ones that will be perfectly tame, and then they blow up and, like, take you all of a sudden, and you're like, what was that? Like, that I was would... that was the one heifer I had. She, I, I don't know how old I was, probably sixth grade, maybe. Yeah. Like, I was still young. And I was showing showmanship at the state fair. And this is still, again, aging myself, when they did showmanship in that outdoor arena. Yes. Um, she took me. She took the ring assistant. <laughs> then she took the judge. And they finally said, you need to leave. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. okay, I think I'll and take a hint. Yeah, we right had her at the end of a stall at State Fair. And we had to put a sign up because all the people, you know, want to touch her. Yes. But she'd try and, like, take everyone. So we had to put a sign, like, do not touch this animal. And it was just, she, I just what don't think. One of your best she, moments. Yeah, I just don't think she ever grew out of that. Um, it happens. <laughs> I think everyone's got to have one of those years, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody has one of those years. Yeah. Everybody has a, one of those years where you, oh, it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Or it has, you have a calf that only likes one person in the barn and then you're not that yeah. person. And then you're like, what the heck? That's not I fair. I find that to be just 
so okay. odd. Yeah. Yes, because I'm kind to everybody in the barn. And then I'm like, how come? Whatever. I, I usually wasn't mm-hmm. the bad guy in the barn. So that's that. Helped. But I think that a lot of that sometimes speaks highly of, like, he knows for us, he, yeah. the steer, knows a lot of who's the one being worked on. Yeah. And it's like, he only knows that person, you yeah. know? And because it's true, I mean, for years, like with Jamie and showing, I would never go to the barn. Yeah. Like, hardly ever. Because, I, I mean, I don't live at home anymore either. Yeah. So I would occasionally go to the barn and every time I would his steer would be like who is this yeah like I don't I don't know I think that's with all animals like it's fun to watch like with lambs and stuff like that too tell me this tell me one of your favorite shows to go to that everybody needs to go to okay well currently I would now say the down for the cause just because (laughs) the awards I mean you're like almost guaranteed to win something and it could be a great award it's also two shows in one yeah so you know, you, yeah. there's two different judges' opinions. It's good bang for your buck. Yeah. And it's a really good starter show for a lot of the animals. Yeah. Um, if I would have to say another show, because uh, these past few years we've barely, really been trying, like, different shows. Right. Uh, Jamie and two years ago we went to Louisville, mm-hmm. and that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was a really cool experience. Uh, so I'm really glad we went to that one. This is my experience of you guys going to Louisville. I'm getting gas at Casey's, <laughs> and you guys were in the truck and trailer next. And, and I, I don't know, either saw you or your mom or something. And I'm like, "Where are you going?" And I remember. Like, oh, yeah, this, and I'm like, "You're going to Louisville." I'm like, I want to go too. Just put me in the trailer. Just put me in the trailer. <laughs> it was your first time. Yeah, like, you guys were just headed down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the last like few years with Jamie and too, it was kind of ticking off some of these bigger shows on our bucket list. Yeah. Um, cause both Trevor and I showed at Exarbin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for him, like he's wanted to kind of do some other shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we, we did the Royal and then yeah. we did the Louisville and yeah, Louisville was a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. The shopping there is <laughs> amazing. If I must say. <laughs> we were just talking about that. I know. <laughs> so this season is season two. And so the, this season's called the edge. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think your edges? That makes you elite or makes you a lady in the lead. Like, I think it would be my natural ability to lead um, and just take ownership or go out there and help or do something. And I think that's why, like, I am now Mm -hmm. the position with at the state fair that I am is just because I have that natural ability to talk to people or nature to lead and, yeah. and not necessarily manage, well to go out and stop traffic in the middle of the kansas yeah, city trailer know, line and get us little, going a little bit of craziness <laughs> can go a long way <laughs> just like uh we just need to get this line moving let me just get out and stop traffic sir i'll be back with you in 20 yeah. minutes to teach you how to do this yeah i'm with you that's but what I, ju- I just like i'll just kind put of, myself out there a little bit yeah. you know and i'm not afraid of it yeah that's good i i oh i love that about that answer, you know, that you just, you like to lead and you mm-hmm. can do that. It's, we take it for granted sometimes mm-hmm. and it, to honor it and to recognize it. That's really good. People say, Joan, you're a really good conversationalist. Isn't everybody? I said, <laughs> I'm like, not actually, but you know, those things. So I love that you see that in yourself mm-hmm. and we're not waiting another 10 years to say, Oh, I have been a leader all this time. Now is the time to start, you know, so mm-hmm. in, in helping develop that in others. And you're looking for it back already by finding people to invite into mm-hmm. your circle, which is, is a cool way to, to I think, really keep a legacy going, you yeah. know. Do you see, do you think, 
go to a new future. I know um, oh, Kaylee, your sister-in-law <laughs> is the I mean, goats. The goats. Yes. Okay. Um, so for those who don't know, I mean, Trevor married Kaylin Howe and Kaylin, yep. their family, again, another state fair, um, Achiever, yes, when in the goats, both her and Austin, yes, did one very well, yeah, very her with goats, yes. And now we have a little, little one that we too, um, yes, Colson, yes. Um, do you think goats are in your future? If you had to pick like another species, I mean, I come do. on, that's gonna have to be there. I really do. Yeah. Um, I, I just think having a goat and a steer, I mean, would just add to some of the craziness for him, you yes. know, that. And I think, too, that way both of them can teach their own species, in a way, to Colson, um, or and the rest of their kids, for that matter, whenever that happens. Um, but, I, yeah, I definitely see goats. Because even when, a couple years ago, too, I don't know if it was when they were dating and Kaylin was going to a show or something, but Trevor had went to their place, um... And like helped clip one of the goats. He had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> I love that. Um, but he's I he's love that. Yeah. Um, and J Man actually this past year at State Fair, since people I mean he can fit too. Yeah. He's a very good fitter. Yeah. So he got recruited for goats. Yes. Yeah. And you know the rule at State Fair is you got to be an exhibitor, exhibitor or immediate family. So since he was still an exhibitor, he got roped into doing a lot of goat a handful of goats. Yeah. Uh, and he did quite well at it. So I will say we've kind of experimented in the goats a yeah. little bit. Um. But yeah, I definitely see and hope that there's goats. I I just think it'd be fun to. It would be fun Bring to have both of yeah. them together. If you had to say, okay, I wanted to show another species that I didn't show, mm-hmm. would you pick goats now? No. She, I wouldn't. You'd still pick pigs. I would pick pigs. Yes. Yeah. That is another... I was talking about this on the way back from Kansas City, and you know this podcast covers all four species, mm-hmm. and so I was talking to Shay Becker, and I don't know if you know her, but she had reserved Grand Champion at Market Hog this year at okay. the FFA show at State Fair, and their family is legacy um, in the hogs. I mean, big time, good, good pigs, and... I said, it feels like a whole nother world sometimes, that pig barn. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, so, I mean, there's so much to learn and so much to grow in that, oh, in, yeah. even though it's stock show. It's like, it's still stock show, but to me, it's like when you fit a goat leg, it's a lot like cattle, you know? I mean, there's a lot to it. And, and then the goats and the lambs kind of tie together because you feed them, you know, a lot mm-hmm. the same and you exercise them a lot. And then there's these pigs over here. <laughs> Like there's a whole world of pigs showing. It just it's so fascinating to me. When I was in Kansas City, I walked into the pig half of the barn. Oh yeah, you know, it was like a whole new world in there. I was just like, wow, so many new faces and pigs to look at. And so I hope you get into pigs sometime. I I don't know. I I will say I don't know what the future Holds, looks like yeah. agriculture wise. Um, but yeah, I if I had to go back, I'd probably do pigs yeah. specifically Durox. <laughs> well and Jones County oh Durocks are so cute They're Jones County is known for the pig show I mean all this it's year's tough. tough tough pig show yeah tough up there very so that we, I'm sure you would have been very competitive in it I would don't doubt that one, one I don't minute. know <laughs> there's, there's, there's a trick though to it too there is there's a lot to learn yeah that's good that's good well, gosh, thank you so much, Cassidy. We've already been visiting for like 40 minutes. Can you believe that? But I could talk to you for... I know. I know. It, it it just, goes, it's one of those conversations that like when you're so passionate about it and yes. you have so much to talk about, you could just go on for hours I know. and hours. And I'm so <laughs> thankful you said yes to talking about this because I think 
it's just it's just another aspect of when you you know age out and you're no longer an exhibitor and you're mm-hmm. not yet a parent and you're now you're not a supporting role as a sister. Yeah. But the volunteer aspects, we need people like you. We need all of us to keep it going and to keep it going with such integrity and to keep it going at such a high level and to give back and just to keep that passion and have that leadership. It's so exciting. I know. And to do it, you know, not only locally at a county level, but at a state level. It's just pretty impressive. So I hope you know how much I really recognize that. And I can't wait to see what the next 10 years have in store Me for too. all the changes <laughs> that are going to come. Like, all the changes. I, know. I I really do appreciate you asking me to come oh, on yeah. here. And I guess one, like, last message from me is just I really hope the youth now will continue to, you know, kind of see different opportunities um, and continue in the agriculture field because it's always going to be needed. Um, volunteers are always going to be needed. No matter what you do, you can always have a place in agriculture somewhere. Yeah, I think sure. so too. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ladies in the Lead. I'd like to thank Austin Garner, our producer, and I'm your host, Joan Garner. If you're interested at all in being an advertiser on our platform, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to talk to you about the options and the sponsorships that are available. As always, we can't thank you enough for being a part of Ladies in the Lead. We look forward to seeing you out there on the road. You guys, have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, you'll laugh at this. Okay. Um, we got there at probably like Did you have a hell of a time unloading? Yes. We got sent to the lot B. Which so one thirty in the morning the, or the one one thirty in the afternoon? In the afternoon. Yes. So we went to lot B where they were holding people, mm-hmm. but then there was still a bunch of trailers that kept going to the right, like yeah, at, for hours. So after like four and a half hours of sitting in lot B with no trailers out of this lot moving, like none, I like finally went up to someone and I was like, what is going on? Right. Yeah. Like... How are we not moving? And there's still trailers coming. And they're like, well, there's just like, there's still a backup, you know, line and stuff. And I was like, what holding (laughs) pen are they coming from? Well, they're not. And I was like, what do you mean? Where are they coming from? Well, probably from home. From home? And I said, well, where do you think we came from? (laughs) Sir, I'm not going to yell at you. That's not my nature. But do you see the problem? Like, they're coming from home and they get to go right to the unloading area and these people in here have been here for like four or five four, hours yeah, four or five hours already and some of this whether it was cattle pigs lambs goats whatever have been on the trailers for easily hours. probably 10 hours right the people stalled right beside us they were from wyoming yeah they left at one in the morning yeah so and i was like this is not okay like we have got to get these animals off these trailers right and for the, like the fairness sake you yeah. got to move some of these people. And they said, well, we just don't know, like, how, how like, where it? are we supposed to do it? And I said, just start sending trailers and at least start working them in or something, you right. know? Well, they didn't really know what to do. And they're like, well, we're working on it. I said, if we're not moving in 30 minutes, I'm going to find you again. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, this is not, not rocket yeah. science, okay? Right. You start going like this. You it. Yeah. It. So yes. I was talking to some of the trailers in front of us, and the one d- dad, like, comes back. He goes, well, let's just go. 
I was like, yeah, I guess. Like, they're going to have to send us somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, so we just went for it. We all just started, like, going out. Well, then we hit, because you had to go up a block because of the one way. So then as we're, like, trying to round the corner, that was, like, all backed up because the traffic still was coming. And I said, okay, I'll get out again. So I go to where all the traffic confusion was. And this guy... I don't know if this was his first time maybe directing or, yes. or stopping in, trailers in or something. Authoritative yes. figure, something. He was struggling. And so I explained, I was like, these all these trailers have been waiting Sitting for like four or five hours. Five, right. Like we yeah. need to kind of work them in. And so I have no problems helping you if if that's what you want. He goes, Oh please. So I stopped like the oncoming traffic, just got out on the road, stopped him, and just started like filing like 20 20 trailers through i was like just just go just keep going and go to the right when we finally got all those trailers and some of these cars were going to that hyvee arena yeah because they had basketball practice for these kids so it was and i was like oh gosh this is okay (laughs) did you stand Uh, out there for like two hours in direct traffic no i just stood out there for maybe like 10 15 minutes helping until he got the field. The trailers kind of, for the most part, were through and there was like an, an open spot. And I started walking back to the holding, holding pen um, or the other holding lot that they were doing um, to get in with Jamie yeah. Um, Because they had already drove by me, you know. You're like, you're definitely uh, But I was like, gotcha. just, just, just keep go. going. Just keep, keep going. going. Yeah, I'll walk. It's yeah. fine. Um, I've been sitting here for five hours anyways. I'll just walk. Yes. So they get to the line to go into this next lot. And they're like, is this an, you know, all these trailers, is this another holding lot? Yeah. They're like, oh, well, yeah. And I was like, this is just like ridiculous, you know, yeah. whatever. But so all these trailers that were in lot B, some of them were goats and lambs. Mm-hmm. And they just were unloading Right in spot. Yeah. Yeah. From from that parking lot into the trailer. That's what which, I, I would have done. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine because, you know, lambs and goats, you can easily... Hop them off the trailer and, and trot right them. over. Yeah. And you don't have as much... You don't have to take a shoot. Right. You know, I mean, there's... You the, don't have the, the side stand. dividers. Right. You don't... You have the stand and your show box is usually half the size. Yeah. And, and if you have blowers, a little wagon, you'll... Fine. I mean, no problem. Everybody's got a wagon because they're going up the ramp anyways. Yeah. yeah. So I like that made sense, but for pigs and cattle, you can't just, you know, take them unless I mean they're super tame, which most of them are. Don't get me wrong, right. but anything can scare anyone. Right. Especially like, I mean, cattle. When you're in the midst of all those trailers, you know, you have a door slam open, or just you want to get a little closer, especially mm-hmm. just getting off. And pigs. I mean, usually you can't walk them that far. No. And they usually don't want to risk it. Like, they might step on a rock or they might, yeah. you know, whatever. They just want to get them, like, oh, yeah. off the ramp, into the barns, like, where it's usually safe, mm-hmm. deemed safe or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. So how many hours did it take? Uh, so we finally got in the barns by, like, 8 o'clock. I mean, it was So just... Blake Ayler was telling me about their sheep experience, and they had gotten there, like, around noon, mm-hmm. and they did not get unloaded until 8 o'clock at yeah. night, too. They sat in the trailer for line six hours. They said it was absolutely... I said, I would have just gotten out and... See, that's I just what, would have taken my lambs out. I, I would have. I just would have walked, started walking. Oh, yeah. Well, and with some of the smaller species, like, absolutely, yeah. you know. But I don't know if a lot of people in Lot B had already been asking, like, what's the deal? But it kind of blew my mind that there wasn't... Like, I never saw a lot of people going up and asking. Like, like hey, are we moving move soon? On. Yeah. Like, I just... 
that's kind of surprised me a little bit, but I know. Well, I'm glad you maybe that's just my nature. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Was your dad like seriously? Oh no, that's like totally our thing. (laughs) Because my dad did the same thing at State Fair, just a little different. Yeah. Um, when they were cleaning out the barns before letting people in, they don't want people in the cattle barns because you know, yeah, trying to get the bedding figured out and everything. And nobody was there to, like, stop people, so they were always getting in the way. So Dad just took it upon himself to stand at, like, the main door there and, it's like, it. stop traffic. And be like, nope, barn's closed. And he probably stood there for, like, two hours doing it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you, okay, that, you know, we talk about some things that need to change, like, at State Fairgrounds. Like, that is one of those things It's like, so much pressure to get in there to get your electricity and, like, get your spot. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like shouldn't be that stressful. Just doesn't feel like it should be that stressful. No. I know. But thankfully, so, I, like, with Bruce and Lowell now, yeah. like, now that I'm helping them out, yeah. um, we've been coming up with, you know, barn updates and yeah. stuff like that. And obviously, one is always electricity. Always. Um, so we'll see, like, how we can enhance that. But unless, the way I see it is unless every family has like 10 outlets to themselves you're never gonna please everybody i know because everybody wants to have two outlets for the doubles they want to have a fan mm-hmm. they want to have a then another spare for in case they need to run it to the clippers right. or they need something else and it's just or they want two fans or they want to mm-hmm. have four fans <laughs> like i wonder if some people remember that they do also have an outlet on the blowers yeah that you can utilize too yeah. but that's always going to be an issue no matter what. Always. And so we try to always make it like as fair as possible. And I think that's why this year we really like cut down on when you can enter the barn. Because there yeah. was outlets put up before you were allowed in the barns. Mm-hmm. And we confiscated them. Yeah. And we marked them and we put them in the office for, you know, yeah. whoever they were. They can come get them. Right. Um, but yeah, until it was time... You know, and then I, I recorded it too, and it was just like a mad dash. Like I, all know. Stuff was I know, I, like, I oh, know, I know. It's like a mad dash. People stand in line to be in the line. Yep. I'm just like, it's a mad dash. Mm-hmm. I know. Gosh. Well, we can't yeah. solve all the world's problems, but no, we can't. We'll try. 